This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about Rosemary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I take it, I take it by that tone that you also love a rosemary. I do love a rosemary. Um, it is one of my very favorite Star Wars drinks that I've created over this. Actually, excuse me, Samantha over at Stuff Woman oh. told you created this drink. Heck yeah. Um, okay. It's kind of a French 75, but with a blackberry, rosemary muddle, Ooh, kind of, and then okay. a sprig of rosemary garnish. It's delicious. Oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds really nice. Yeah. It's the Tatooine sunset. Very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But one of my primary memories is like when I was in college and I was using, you know, that you had those tiny on the hall, the one kitchen. Oh, and yeah, me yeah, and yeah. my roommate, we had a bunch of mishaps in that one kitchen. And one of the mishaps was we put way too much rosemary in something, oh. but we were also both way too cheap to throw it away. Sure. So we were just like... You're like, mmm, pine salt, <laughs> loving this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Essentially. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Um, and also, my family used to go biking at Rosemary Dunes, which I believe is a... If it's not a national park, it's a state park. It's something. Um, and it's in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Okay. And we've been doing it for years and years and years. I think it took us approximately five years to figure out that it was called Rosemary Dunes because there was rosemary growing in the dunes. 
Which is uh, sounded pretty. <laughs> right? Sure. You're like, oh, yes, Rosemary Dunes. And then you're like, yes. oh, those are dunes and they have rosemary in them. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> pretty straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. That's right, right what it says on the tin. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I also love some rosemary. Um, I, I grow rosemary in my garden and forget that I have it all the time. And... Uh, to be fair, I my poor little scraggly rosemary plant is is not doing its very best. Uh, I'm not sure what to do to make it better at this juncture. Uh, it's okay. We're we're all we're all a little scraggly these days, to be honest. Truth, truth. <laughs> you know what can help with that? Rosemary. <laughs> A very pleasant <laughs> smell. It's strong, though. <laughs> this is when people are like, are you okay over at Saber? <laughs> we're, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're doing just all right. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Perhaps we should get to our question. Yeah, does this, could this please bring us to our question, Annie? <laughs> I will allow it. I will okay. allow it. All right. <laughs> Rosemary. What is it? Well, uh, rosemary is a type of herb uh, that grows on an evergreen shrub that's perennial in temperate climates, meaning it does not shed its leaves seasonally and it will keep growing year after year. Its uh, small leaves are, are deep green on the top and white on the bottom for a kind of silvery effect because it's it's partially rolled up into these sort of pine needle-like shapes, but but they're a bit more tender than than pine needles. The leaves are very fragrant, yes. If you just brush up against them, you'll come away with the scent. And that scent and flavor is uh, woody and savory and piney and a little lemony and a little piquant. Um, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like being in a in a pine forest on a on a on a warm but but crisp fall day. It's it's like a, I didn't I didn't write this one down. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's like. I feel like that was pretty good. I yeah. Think that's- yeah. Does that does that cover it? It's somehow both both like warming and cooling. It's sort of, you know, it reminds me of cooler weather. Yeah. But I associate it with more of a warm, warm foods and warming sensation. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's got both um, both uh, some camphor in it, which tends to be like a like a cooling sensation um, uh, oil in your mouth. And it also has some of those right like 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 woody and, and lemony kind of notes that we associate with like summer and uh, uh, kind of like bright warming flavors. Right. Um, so. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's both both at the same time. It's going like, oh, man, I wish I could eat a pine tree. And then you did. <laughs> well, good for you. You know, <laughs> I immediately am like, that sounds terrible for your teeth. Uh, but if you want to eat a pine tree, then darn it. <laughs> yeah. You go for it. It's not it's not a pine tree. Um uh it, it is it is an herbal shrub. Uh the, the plant can grow up to about six feet, that's two meters tall, but is more often around half that. And right, yeah, yeah, really, really kind of kind of scruffy. Um uh with these small leaves growing off of tall branching stalks. It'll put off small clusters of flowers in white to pink to purple to blue, which when pollinated will produce these small seed pods that can be harvested to plant more rosemary with. Um, you can also grow new plants from cuttings, as with many mint family herbs. The botanical name is Salvia rosemarinus, uh, which means it is distantly related to lots of other herbs like sage, thyme, and chia. And the, right, it is in the mint family um, Lamiaceae. Rosemary, like many of its aromatic cousins, 
developed a couple of really cool, uh, like, growth and or defense mechanisms along its evolutionary path. Um, one of those is that the surface of each leaf, or rather I think like the undersurface, has these tiny hair-like structures extending out of it that are called trichomes. And these physically prevent insects and, and microbes from reaching the surface of the plant and eating it, which, you know, the plant doesn't want them to do. Um, another of these mechanisms is that it produces just a lot of oils that contain an impressive density of compounds called terpenoids, um, which often act as fungicides, insecticides, and antimicrobials. Um, and those little trichomes, the, the little hairs, trap wee globs of those oils on the surface of the leaves, um, like like defensive water balloons. Um, so if a microbe or an insect reaches through the hairs, it's likely to get doused in these oils that are not good for them. But we are a food show. Um, those oils that are toxic to pests and can even put off some mammals from eating a plant are things that we have decided taste and smell delicious. Indeed. You can't mm -hmm. stop us. <laughs> no, no, you just try, Rosemary. You just try. Yeah, now it's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, around the world, uh, people put rosemary in all kinds of dishes. It is most often paired with savory flavors, but is sometimes added to sweet dishes or, or drinks to add like a savory contrast in there. Uh, the leaves are the main part of the plant that's used culinarily um, and can be harvested by trimming off branches and just using them whole, just like laying them on top of meats or vegetables as they roast and letting the oils drip on down or uh, in a bouquet garni, uh, which is a sort of bundle of herbs that you would steep in soups and stews. Or you can separate the leaves off of the stems, chop them up fine or dry them out and grind them into a powder. Rosemary is a common addition to meats like lamb and chicken and pork, um, savory breads, root vegetables and potatoes, dairy condiments like butter or goat cheese spreads or yogurt. Um, anything that you're going to put lemon into, it goes pretty well with because it's got some of the same flavor compounds in there. Um, it sometimes gets pigeonholed as like a winter or holiday herb um, for a number of reasons that we'll get into more in our history section. But also, I mean, like it's evergreen in a lot of places, so you can, like, go pick some during a cold winter, as you cannot with many other herbs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also extract the essential oils and use those. Um, uh, for this purpose, rosemary is grown to the stage where it flowers because the buds contain a lot of those essential oils. Um, these are also used in perfumes and other cosmetics. And rosemary is planted just as an ornamental in gardens. Here in Atlanta, walking around in some of our um, like like century plus old neighborhoods, you find it a lot on the hilly slopes of front lawns because it's really good at gripping into soil and holding it in place. Oh. And it smells nice. Yeah. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. I don't think I've ever been like, oh, rosemary. Oh, my goodness. I clock it everywhere I go in case I ever need like emergency rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> you sneak onto someone's lawn and steal their rosemary. <laughs> I... I've definitely taken rosemary from people's lawns before. I haven't, like, <laughs> gone up on only from, like, sidewalk access. Uh, oh, uh -huh. But I've definitely plucked rosemary stalks from random neighbors' lawns before because I've just been like, oh, rosemary, I could use some of that. Boop. <laughs> now I know what those wanted posters are all about. <laughs> it's you. Rosemary thief. <laughs> it's only when there's a clearly, like, overabundance of rosemary. I would never, like, like look at, like, a little seedling and go, like, ah, ha, 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 I harvest this rosemary for myself. 
I don't know. <laughs> Seems like you were pretty ready with that <laughs> deflection and story. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, moving on for perhaps mm-hmm. legal purposes. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, due due to um, some of the properties of uh, of rosemary extracts, um, namely namely antioxidant properties, rosemary extract is also approved as an additive for food preservation in the European Union and some other areas. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, I guess, what about the nutrition? You're generally not, as with most herbs, eating enough rosemary to make like a huge nutritive difference. Um, because, yeah, rosemary packs a huge flavor bang for its caloric buck. A little goes a long way, as Annie um, herbed around and found out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> But if you are... Eating the actual leaves, uh, they're they're high in fiber, have a smattering of vitamins and minerals. And rosemary has been used in traditional medicines and folk medicines for all kinds of things forever. Um, And modernly, its extracts have been found, in fact, to um, have all kinds of properties. Um, Anti-cancer, anti-diabetic, anti-inflammatory, anti-nociceptive pain, uh, anti-diuretic, anti-blood clot, anti-ulcer, and protective of the liver and brain. And uh, in, the, in the latter case, there's a bunch of really interesting research into um, how, like, the, the combination of compounds in rosemary, including antioxidant and anti-inflammatory, along with some others, may be particularly helpful in fighting degenerative brain diseases like Alzheimer's, which are caused by brain cell death. Um, there was even some research conducted with, to be fair, a very small sample of subjects that indicated that rosemary oil aromatherapy may have a positive impact on immediate memory recall, um, hypothetically by preventing the breakdown of this one particular neurotransmitter. And, and, the, and this neurotransmitter is one that helps your brain remember to, like, uh, like go check the toast before it burns, that kind of thing. Oh, I like that neurotransmitter. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't have enough of it, I don't think. Um, <laughs> maybe I should be... <laughs> diffusing some rosemary essential oil into my home at all times. Who knows? Mm. It is a nice smell, as I said. <laughs> it is. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. And we do have a couple numbers for you. We do. Not too many, but a few. Yeah. Um. So I- I've read some differing numbers about the size of the global market for rosemary. Its Its extracts are a lot more closely followed than its use fresh, which tends to be a pretty local sort of thing. Um, rosemary did originate around the Mediterranean Sea and to this day is most produced in that region. As much as 70% of rosemary that's destined for essential oil is grown in Tunisia and Morocco. And I think that the U.S. uses or maybe processes and then sells most of that. I couldn't, I wasn't super clear and I was unwilling to spend $5,000 on a market research report to find out. Um, but like, <laughs> but like up to a third of rosemary essential oil is Bound for the U.S. in one way or another. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I think. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Grain of salt, y'all. Uh, and I've read estimates that uh, Rosemary's global market value was worth $215 million and growing as of 2019. I've also read that it's expected to grow, like, really aggressively and hit over a billion dollars by the end of the year uh, 2027. Wow. Yeah. So. Hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know either. People getting really turned on to rosemary. Yeah. All it's, right. <laughs> you know, it's it's a uh, for 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 culinary purposes, for medical purposes, for cosmetic purposes. Um, it's it's a uh, it is popular in a number of industries. This is true, and it has a long history of being popular in a number of industries. Oh my goodness, it does! And we are going to get into that after we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, yes, rosemary originated in Asia Minor and the Mediterranean over 5,000 years ago. Uh, Sprigs were found in Egyptian tombs dating back to 3,000 BCE. Records suggest that the Egyptian king Ramses III uh, offered God Amon at Thebes 125 measures of rosemary. Okay. Yes. Ancient Greek students may have eaten it to try to boost their memory. Um, and may have worn uh, rosemary garlands when studying for exams. <laughs> huh. I'm trying to think if I did anything like that. I guess there was that whole like brain food idea when I was a kid where my mom would be right. like, have an orange this morning or something if I had a big test. Hmm. But I did not wear any garlands of rosemary. <laughs> oh, hmm. maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe we should maybe try this it's out. Time. It sounds fancy. Rosemary is also very pretty. So it is, right? Next time we record, Lauren, let's show okay. up with some. Yes. Yeah, into it, into it. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> Ancient Romans believed that the odor preserved dead bodies and that the color symbolized eternity, sort of like being evergreen, maybe. Um, yeah. 
All right. And so they used it in in funeral practices, and it's still used in some funerary practices to this day, and has been across the world. By 220 CE, rosemary had been introduced to China, and by the 9th century CE, it was growing in the UK. And yes, it has long been used for all kinds of things medicinally, like improving memory, as an anti-inflammatory, an antiseptic, for digestive health. Some sources suggest it may have been burnt in French hospitals to cleanse and purify the air. Going back to the 9th century, it was being used for fever and toothache. And during the 16th century, it was used for gout, bad dreams, lost appetite, coughs, and as a toothpaste. Huh. Yeah. When crushed, mixed with colt's foot and smoked, it was thought to alleviate asthma and other lung conditions. Yeah, just over the centuries, it's been used for just about everything, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. I I love all of this. I love that, like, anything that was strongly flavored enough was basically like, well, this must have good properties. Let's just, let's just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's just do it. It'll just try it for that or that or, yeah, certainly a lot of that. (laughs) Pliny designated the plant rosmarinus or sea dew because of where it grows in the Mediterranean. But there's a lot going on with this name. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so legend has it, and this is one of many legends, but this one has it that the name was an homage to the Virgin Mary because of the color of the flowers. This color was thought to match the colors of her clothing, and perhaps people believed— Okay. Yes, but this is what gets me. Perhaps people believe that the maximum height that this the rosemary plant grew matched that of Christ. Ah. Um, or— that it lives to 33 years, <laughs> the same age huh. Christ was when he died. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the names for rosemary in other languages reflect similar things. The Spanish word for rosemary refers to the story of Virgin Mary resting under a rosemary bush while she made her way to Egypt. Another similar story about the origin of the plant's name differs on the details of that, but Uh, Instead says that Mary tried to cleanse the clothes of Christ and then dried them on a, quote, evil-smelling bush, giving the bush the pungent smell we know today, or that the clothing stained the flowers blue instead of the other way around. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, Uh Other names in yet other languages reflect more different mythologies. Um, A a Portuguese word derived from a Scandinavian word um, implies that it is a plant of the elves, an elven plant. Cool. Um, And apparently Sicilian stories told of um, of fairies using rosemary flowers as cradles for their little fairy babies. Oh. My child Annie got very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking about all my favorite illustrated versions of Thumbelina. Um, mm-hmm. And as a sort of botanical cross-reference, um, the the shape of a rosemary's flowers, if you've ever seen one or if you can go Google it right now, um, uh, has this sort of like this sort of like cup shape with this kind of like the, the mm, oh goodness, I'm forgetting my botanical terms, but, but one of the flower bits uh, kind of closes over the bottom of, of, of the flower petals over the bottom lip of the flower so that when a bee goes in to get the good stuff, it it, it, it rubs its its plant sexy bits on the back of the bee <laughs> to help better to help better spread the uh-huh. pollen. Yeah. Wow, plant sexy bits. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> only the technical terms here on Savory. <laughs> yeah, this is what you get when Lauren doesn't write down her notes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I'm the bees do too, from what I understand. They do like rosemary. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Um, mm-hmm. 
goodness. Please, please, would you continue, Annie? <laughs> I get I feel like this is the second time I'm getting you out of a hole. You I, better remember I, this. <laughs> I, I owe you, my dude. I owe you. <laughs> um, I also found one article claiming that the name Rosemary comes from Rosa Marina, which was this myth from medieval times about a girl born from a specific type of bush, but she was only born when it was watered with dragon's blood. And that sounds like a fantastic story to me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. I would have loved that as well when I was a kid. Perhaps all of these naming legends or tales give you the idea that Rosemary has a long history when it comes to symbolism because it absolutely does. Whether it's remembrance, consistency, fidelity, loyalty, and friendship, or all of those things. Because of this, Elizabethans used it as a token at weddings and funerals. And according to some sources, it may have even been used to keep witches at bay. Ah. Um, and some believed it attracted fairies. hmm Yeah. Yeah. There was an old English saying that, quote, Rosemary grows best where the mistress is master. Because, yeah, I know, um, (laughs) because of its popularity (laughs) in kitchen gardens. And this is a saying that uh, originated in 1870, um, and it was first recorded, uh, uh, coined by Treasury of Botany John Lindley. And because of this, men of the house sometimes destroyed or damaged rosemary plants that were flourishing, believing that it meant they had lost control of the household. Oh. Which is very silly. That, <laughs> in my opinion, in my modern day opinion, yeah, silly. That's yeah, right, right. Modernly, that would not be the first thing that I would try to remedy a perceived imbalance of power in a household. But unless Rosemary was very involved, that would be a specific situation, though. Yeah, yes. That's like an, that's like an A twenty four movie. I moving on, <laughs> moving on. Rosemary is still used in Australia in. A-N-Z-A-C, or Anzac, and Remembrance Day because of how well it grows on the Gallipoli Peninsula. During the Middle Ages, some brides may have worn a crown of rosemary while the groom and guest wore a sprig of it or even a ribbon branch with rosemary to represent love, fidelity, and loyalty. And perhaps from there, from all of this, it became kind of symbolic of a love charm. Young people might have tapped each other with a sprig of rosemary, and if the flower opened when tapped, it meant that they were going to fall in love. Oh. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Newlyweds might plant a branch of rosemary on their wedding day, and if it grew, it was supposed to be a good omen. I'm guessing if it didn't, not a good omen. (laughs) 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 Sprigs might be placed in linens to encourage fidelity, put in dolls to attract lovers. Um, Just all kinds of things. According to some lore, eating rosemary on the eve of St. Agnes or January 20th will either ease the hearts of someone struck with unrequited love, usually a girl, or if you're a girl and a virgin, you might take a shower, put a rosemary sprig under your pillow, say, St. Agnes, that's to lover's kind, come ease the trouble of my mind before falling asleep and go to bed before midnight, has to be before midnight, Okay. dreams of your future husband. And if that dream is blurry, then that is him. You can't see his face. That's it. <laughs> okay. But if the face is clear, then it's not that guy. So oh. don't waste well, your time with that fool. <laughs> oh, geez. This is all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I know we've talked about this before. This is the kind of stuff I would do when I was younger. 
Um, <laughs> more modern iterations allow for the use of an image of Rosemary on your phone's lock screen um, or a printed picture placed under your pillow huh. as opposed to the real thing. So a picture of Rosemary as opposed to a real picture <laughs> of Rosemary. See, I, I'm just, I'm really caught up on this whole thing where, like, if you if you can see a dude, it's not that dude. But if you can't see a dude, then it's that dude. Because if you can't see him, then who is he? That's the intrigue, Lauren. I. It's almost like it doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> Although, hey, like, like I appreciate using herbs to cause cautionary dreams about who you shouldn't marry. That's cool. <laughs> you know, I bet it's a... I'm probably thinking may, way too deeply about this, but it is like Halloween season, so I have been. But it's probably like, you know, you need to... You have to project onto the blurry face the face of the person you want. You need to get to the bottom of it. No, oh, that's well, the see, message. There you go. That is the message. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one's going to give you the answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> Do the work. We've gotten to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole practice uh, originated in 1800s England. The prayers are from John Keats's 1819 poem, The Eve of St. Agnes. Love it. I love it, too. According to one thing I read, another English tradition goes as follows— Dip sprigs of rosemary into a mixture of wine, rum, gin, vinegar, and water inside a glass bowl. Must be glass. Okay. On the eve of St. Magdalene, meet with two other young girls, each less than 21 years of age. The rosemary sprigs then are pinned to their tunics, and each girl takes three sips of the rosemary tonic, then rests in the same bed without speaking. The dreams that follow will be prophetic. (laughs) Ah. I love this kind of stuff so much. (laughs) Why? Don't speak. <laughs> don't. Definitely don't. Don't even look at each other. <laughs> this this certainly was not invented by parents who yes. were about to have a sleepover and just wanted, <laughs> just yes. really wanted a quiet night. <laughs> I love how many urban legends when you get to the bottom of them are like, go home and don't cause any trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get good grades. Don't cause trouble. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Just listen to your parents, would you? <laughs> yeah. Another Rosemary legend goes that Rosemary has the ability to restore youth. It tells the tale of a queen who took a Rosemary bath three times a day, causing her old flesh to fall off and leaving behind a, quote, young and tender flair. Uh, and this might relate to a, a real perfume that was used that we're going to talk about in just a second. Yes, another fascinating thing. Um, And another suspicion from the 16th century claimed that rosemary only grew in the gardens of the righteous. There you go. It's my righteous garden. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, stepping back a bit... A 1235 CE Imperial Library of Vienna document contained a recipe calling for a distillation of lavender, myrtle, and rosemary that tasted like honey called hungry water, um, allegedly used to cure Hungarian Queen Elizabeth's paralysis. And after that, it went on to become really popular in the south of France. 
Yeah, and there's all sorts of legends about this. Um, I couldn't get to the actual bottom of them, but right, uh, uh, hungry water is said to have been right to be to have been invented by or for um, a Hungarian queen, possibly mm-hmm. Isabella. Um, and that it possibly like restored her youth or or made her so glamorously beautiful at the age of like 70 or 75 that uh, that that a like 25 year old prince asked her hand in marriage or that she bathed in it every day or that I don't know that all of this all of this stuff but one way or another um, rosemary and um, distilled alcohol perfumes were, from what I can tell, quite popular for a hot minute in Europe. Yes. That is what, yes. that is what I garnered from this. <laughs> um, other yeah. herbs were involved as well. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love how many, like, legends and lore we're getting to talk about in this episode. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fun. It is. Uh, during medieval times, some pockets of France may have used rosemary as part of their embalming practices. Uh, for a period after the 16th century and then onward, rosemary was used as a Christmas tree type of thing in Europe. Okay. Though it was eventually replaced by pine trees and poinsettias. Around the same time, the Gerard Herbal claimed that rosemary could treat, okay, here we go, yeah. um, <laughs> could treat bloody diarrhea. Issues in the brain and the head, that it quickens the senses and proves the memory, that it could, quote, taketh away stench of the mouth and breath and maketh it very sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That when worn as a garland, it could prevent the brain from being stuffed with cold humors, that it restores speech to those who have been possessed, that it could cure jaundice, cure stoppages of the liver and leucorrhea, that when the flowers were mixed with sugar, it comforted the heart, made you merry, quickened your spirits, and made you livelier, which sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds very nice. Sure. The Culpepper Herbal, released around the same time, attributed similar things to rosemary and also claimed it could remove scars, marks, and pox on the skin, that it dispelled pestilence, that it brings, quote, comfort to the year and inward griefs. Sounds like it's a cold weather kind of, I don't know, comfort to the year could mean a lot of things, I guess. It could be, but it does, but it does sound very uh, uh, New Year's-ish. Right, 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 right. Since the 18th century, Rosemary has been placed on Shakespeare's tomb on his birthday, and this is probably because of Ophelia's line from Hamlet when she says, Rosemary is for remembrance. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's act four, scene five. Um, uh, She's She's got this kind of like like bouquet of herbs, hypothetically, and flowers. And she says, there's rosemary. That's for remembrance. Pray you, love, remember. Oh. Shakespeare also mentioned rosemary in Romeo and Juliet uh, twice. Um, the, uh, the nurse uh, kind of low-key compares uh, Romeo to rosemary. She's, I don't know, she's talking about the first letters of words. It's, she's a little bit dotty. It's sort of, it's sort of played for comedy. Um, but, uh... Also by the uh, plant-savvy friar, Friar Lawrence, um, as a suggested part of Juliet's funeral ceremony. So, yeah. Oh, kind of like all these been connected to funerals for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Meanwhile, um, investigation of herbal extracts of things like rosemary really ramped up starting in the 2000s, um, kind of alongside their use in alternative medicines like the aforementioned aromatherapy. And rosemary was actually classified into the salvia genus only in 2017. Um, prior to that, it had been considered to belong to a small genus, pretty much all of its own, called Rosemarinus. Um, and what happened was researchers realized that rosemary shared a most recent common ancestor with the other species in salvia, so it and a few other previously separate genuses were reclassified. Wow. That classification system. Oof. <laughs> Still ongoing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the, the the taxonomy of all of this is is so fascinating. And I mean, you know, previously to, like, genetics, uh, mm -hmm. people just were, like, looking how things grow and, like, the, the physical structures of plants and seeds and all of that kind of thing. Um, and now they're like, well, we found these genes that are very similar to these other genes. And so it's really, it's really cool. It's really fun um, in a, you know, very deeply nerdy way. <laughs> Con conversation about, right, like, like how do, how, how did these plants evolve and how do they relate to each other today? And like what should be considered part of one thing versus part of another thing? Yes. Pretty cool. Yes. I agree. I think it's pretty cool. And it's also, when you look at etymology, really interesting about what people thought and why it's so confusing to us today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Well, I guess that's what we have to say about Rosemary for now. It is. Um, We do have some listener mail for you. We do. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. 
Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Snow. <laughs> it's envisioning a field of rosemary oh. in the wind. Ah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Brittany wrote, I recently got back from a bucket list trip to Peru and could not wait to write to you two about a couple of things. So uh. sorry this email may get a bit long. First, before we went on the trip, I got a book about the Spanish conquistadors takeover of the Incan Empire. Now, I always knew they were not the best people, but I got angry reading parts of the book. For the entire trip, any time there was any mention of the Spanish conquistadors or especially Pizarro, all I could do was hear your voice saying, that guy, in the tone <laughs> you have when talking about Jefferson. And I don't know if you shake your fist as you say it, but in my mind, that was what was happening. 20,000 <laughs> percent, yes. Yep. <laughs> Second, the reason we went to Peru was to complete a hike on an old Incan trail to Machu Picchu. The hike we chose was an eight-day, 76-mile hike through the Andes. I had to write in because of the food. I have attached pictures, but they do not do the food we were served justice. I also added a picture of the amazing chef and the equipment he had to work with. We joked that we ate better on the trail than we would have if we stayed in Cusco. We had a chef and a sous chef along with us and got three course meals plus afternoon tea time every day. Thank you, Tequila Expeditions, for always taking care of us. It was amazing, and we somehow never ate the same thing twice. We decided after day three, they just started showing off a sea picture of star-shaped wontons, and we were more than happy to eat the results. They even made one of our fellow hikers a birthday cake over an open fire. If you ever get a chance to go to Peru, the food alone is worth it, let alone all the other amazing things that are there. I'm still mad about all the amazing produce they have down there that we can't get here. Which brings me to my next reason to write in. After we got back from our trek and I checked my podcast, I found out you did a podcast on quinoa. <laughs> I could not believe the amazing timing you had for me on that one. In that podcast, you mentioned warm drinks but didn't have any examples. Not sure if you would classify it as a drink, but one of the things we got for breakfast every morning was a porridge that we could pour into a cup and drink. One of them was a quinoa porridge. We also had corn, bean, kaniwa, among others. I'm still trying to find a recipe to try and get something close for a different kind of breakfast. Oh, oh that sounds oh. so good. <laughs> All of that sounds so good. Oh, goodness. Yes. I'm so glad you had such a, a wonderful trip. The pictures were amazing. Um, and the food did look absolutely delicious. Um, oh. I did something similar when I was in Peru, and it was really, really delicious food. They have so much good food in Peru. And Brittany also sent us a list of, like, eight suggestions of topics, and they were all good. So, yes. 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 So we always love topic suggestions. We do have a list. It is quite long, but there is a list. There is a list. Uh-huh. Yes. And we're I'm very excited to get to to some of those topics in the future. Yes. Yes. Oh. Um. Amy wrote, I have meant to write in so many times, like after the Taco Tuesday episode. I grew up in the Midwest, and I would always hear Taco John's commercials on the radio. I always go over the date with my students, and I will occasionally say, it's Taco Tuesday at Taco John's. My students will, of course, look at me as if I were crazy. 
Secondly, I meant to write after the asparagus episode. I'm not sure if another listener might have written in about the fact that Spanish, at least in Spain, has two different words for asparagus. White asparagus is aspagaro, and green asparagus is called triguero. I have never actually eaten fresh white asparagus. Most white asparagus in Spain is bottled. It's eaten cold with mayonnaise. I'm not a fan, but not because of the mayo. Lol. I hate the texture of the bottled asparagus, which I find slimy. I'm in the minority since it's a popular first course. Growing up in Minnesota, we have a fresh asparagus patch next to the garden. I thought I hated asparagus because my mother's way to cook it was to boil it. Now, if only she had thought to grill it with some olive oil, I would have been a fan. I also meant to write in after the paella episode. When I was a student in Madrid, I lived with an elderly woman who cooked for my roommate and me. She was a great cook, but she could not make paella, and she made paella every Thursday. She could give us a heaping plate, and I swear I would eat and eat and eat, and the level would never go down. I grew to dread those days. It took me years to eat paella again. (laughs) At the beginning of January of this year, Madrid was hit by a freak snowstorm. It hadn't snowed so much in Madrid for 60 years. All businesses were closed for at least a day. The people of Madrid enjoyed sledding and making snowmen. What does this have to do with food? I saw several people using a paella, the pan, as a sled. So funny. I've attached a picture where you can see the pan stuck in the snow. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That image is so Uh, wonderful. (laughs) Yes. I love it so much. I almost... We had a, a snow, like enough to sled on here in Atlanta a couple years back. And I almost went sledding on my Captain America shield. But I was so nervous about oh. the damage I might do. Yeah, yeah. To, to yourself or the shield? The shield! Um. <laughs> Whatever, but the shield. Good old no sense of preservation, Annie. All right. All right. Yeah, I, should, I shouldn't have asked. Why did I ask? Um, Silly oh my question. Uh, no, I see you. I see you. I, I know I know how much that shield means to you, and I know that you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to break Cap's shield. So old sea bass, as I've nicknamed him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I do want to say, I know on here we've talked before about how we give you listeners cravings and that it often irks you. Well, sometimes, you know, you also give us cravings. Oh, yeah. When you write in, and I want all of these foods as well, and I just, we never tried the white asparagus, and I really don't want anything to do with this white asparagus with mayonnaise, but in oh, general. I do I do want to try that, although I think I would also find it slimy and dislike it, but that doesn't make me not want to try it. I am determined to try white asparagus. And yes. I have oh. the biggest craving for something I've never had. Um, but <sighs> that's where we are. I want to try all of these things all the time. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, I yeah. And I I don't know. We just we just need to go. This is where this is where I feel like we always like like even just in conversation with each other, we don't get into nearly as much trouble about like like adding to our list of places to go as we do when y'all write in. <laughs> yes, because because we already have plenty of ideas of like, oh, yeah, no, we have to go here and here and here and here. But y'all write in and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, I need to be in Peru today. Like, why am I not? Right. Right. Why am I not in a plane in a plane right now? Like, right. <laughs> we need to solve this. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, which we appreciate. We appreciate. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. a beautiful problem to have. It is such a <laughs> wonderful problem to have. Um, so thanks to both of these listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. Oh, we are also on social media. You can find us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.